Hello and welcome to this episode 44 of the Northern Invasion podcast. Although, I, well, I think it is. Um, we haven't got Dr. Smith here to, to see me right if, uh, if I'm wrong. Um, this evening, it's myself, Stu West, and I am joined by um, former master, Nathan Watson. Good and tag. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, it's been a while. We've had a Christmas break and a new year and all sorts of stuff. But we're we're here. We've made it. We've coordinated ourselves. And I have to I have to apologise if I start to wheeze or, or lose consciousness. But I I, uh, I was just saying that to, to Nathan that um I well I realised earlier today that I'd gone inadvertently three days without eating meat. Um and as a as a, a dedicated and you know devout carnivore I felt that I was I was maybe starting to lapse. So um, I went to the supermarket and, and purchased a couple of steaks. Um, and then then we, we had an earlier slot that we could speak. So so they were swiftly placed onto the George Foreman grill. Um, and then uh, in, in maybe an act of total debauchery and decadence, I then took said steaks um, and put them onto wraps with mustard and a handful of cheese each and then heated up the wraps. And then I ate both in, in I don't know, six minutes. And at the moment, I'm um I've I've scalded all of the inside of my mouth, and I'm already starting to perspire. So so that's an attractive thought for everybody. So anyway, a, I've already called the police though because <laughs> who cooks a steak on a George Foreman grill? Oh my God, it's efficient. It's fast. Uh, it, it, see see see, I have one of these. Takes all the flavour out of it. No, no, surely. All not. the good stuff. All the good stuff gets dripped out onto that little plastic drip tray that we give you. No, my my uh, drip tray doesn't function properly oh, right, because okay. uh, <laughs> because there isn't enough drop on the George Foreman, so it just sits there in its own juices and it defeats the purpose. But it still works fast. It's like a griddle. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's that's not hobby. That's just food. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what have we been up to then? I suppose a quick a quick uh, a hobby update. There's been little from me, um, apart from purchasing things and a bit of hobby theory. Um, to be honest, since our last one where I was painting a dragon, I believe, I've not done anything that's miniature. I've not built anything. I've not painted anything. I've bought stuff. Um, I'd kind of had a bit of a, a hobby lull and I wasn't feeling the, the motivation, um, especially with the, the rapid release schedule. I, I just kept thinking I was chasing things. And by the time I, I was ready to build and paint something, it seemed that there was there was a whole new... A uh, sack of shiny shinies for me to consider, um, but I think I've got it back now. So I've got quite an eventful few weeks planned in terms of uh, gaming. So so that should give me some ideas. Um, what about yourself? What have you been What have you been uh, up to? Literally zero hobby. <laughs> I've not painted a miniature. I've not built a miniature. And the excuse that I did, I built three stone horns. Um, and played a couple of games with the six stone horn list, which was quite mm-hmm. fun. And oh. uh, quickly realised I wouldn't be able to get it painted in time for Tempest because I've got uh, essay writing to be done for university and stuff. So between university work, actual work, and uh, fatherhood, fatherhood, yeah, <laughs> I've I've not had any time for anything really. Uh, mm-hmm. The only time I got to do hobby was when I was doing a relief shift for the local games workshop. So I was working on one of my days off and 
decided to do a bit of uh, hobby while I was in the shop. But other than that, yeah, it's been very dry. I've been lucky enough to get in a good few games. I got a couple of games in with Paul Duduka at Common Ground. And then you mean the bazooka, don't you? The, the bazooka, bazooka yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I handed back the uh, Deepkin after borrowing them for Masters and took the six stone horns and we had a grand old time. That was good fun. Uh, and then I had a couple of games with uh, Andy Curry at uh, Scott's house last mm-hmm. weekend with the, the six stone horns and then also a, a four stone horn version as well against his fire slayers um, really fun games so I suppose if you couldn't count hobby uh, games as hobby then I've done yeah. done a little bit of that a couple of weekends been able to get some games in but yeah I think that you must count count gaming as hobby. Oh, yeah, Other, you have to. Otherwise, we'd be pretty 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 shit, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, I did sell an army. Um, I sold a whole bunch of stuff. I've not bought anything yet, uh, which has been a real struggle. You know, hobby money burns a hole in the pocket more than any other money. Um, but yeah, and I've got my eye on a, a few different things, and mostly focusing on Six Nations. So, so in terms of the new stuff, because we've had a raft of new stuff in the last couple of months, as we know, we've probably had about half a dozen books. My bookshelf is groaning because I have to buy them because I have to read them if nothing else. Yeah. And um, and wh- which one's turning your head the most? Not not obviously in giving away anything that you're going to take in the future, but have any of them thought you've thought, oh, I've got to play that? Um, well, the one that I want to play, I've no idea if it's any good or not. Um. I've only really started just looking at the War Scrolls. I've not got the book in hand yet either. Uh, I'm not prepared to to drop any cash on it at this point. Um, but I've been looking at the Carriage and Overlords a bit more just because mm-hmm. their play style uh, looks quite fun. Getting lots of reports that it's really clunky. And uh, and I think a couple of people have mentioned that their WhatsApp chat in particular is on Suicide Watch right now. But... Um, <laughs> It it look it looks fun to me. Um, yeah, there's yep. there's some cool stuff in that book. I think. Um, as I said, I don't know how much strength there is in it, but I'd imagine a book with that many tricks, there's got to be there's got to be an angle in there. <laughs> for I th- yeah, I think for, co- for competitiveness, I think that there is. Um, yeah. I read I read through it because I as you as you yeah you've got know, a whole lot yeah I've got I've got like. A full a full load of stuff here because I I failed as a in my slow grow but I, I I'm still really good at buying everything you need for an army so so I've got everything there so I've had it and I read through it and and I think that in terms of theming lists as well um, mm. there's a lot of fun to be had there I mean one of the greatest things for me of course sitting here with four gun haulers in front of me is that gun haulers a battle line in certain uh, uh, oh yes yeah. a certain city so you can really have a themed and fun list and there are some nice little mechanics uh, spending aether gold for um, oh triumphs. Uh, but, yeah, for triumphs is is really good and it's really really good. Yeah, there's there's some really nice little builds in there, and I think that if you if you're wanting to go to tournaments for the fun, the mid table obscurity and fun, which is the way I tend to play, um, I think I think that you'd have a great a great time. The thing that puts me off is the models, and they're nice to look at, but they're a pain in the backside <laughs> to paint because there's not really a fast way of doing them to a standard that that I'd be You'd happy, be happy with. with, yeah. There's too many little intricate little bits of detail and there's too many different textures. I mean, they're a hobbyist dream, probably. Mm. Um, but if I was to paint them to the standard I wanted, uh, I think, I think, yeah, I'd be painting for uh, 
at least a year to, to get my army on the table. It depends uh, on the, the armies you look at, I suppose. Like there's for me I, I had the exact same fear, but when I was looking at sketching a couple of lists together, I got one that was eighteen um bubble guys, mm-hmm. a unit of ten Arconauts, and then there was heroes and a boat, a couple yeah. of boats. So like it's not gonna take a, a long time Army-wise, if you consider that you've really only got about 30 infantry models and then the ships, it's not yeah. going to take any longer than when you do, I don't know, 60 Savage Oryx or 50 Iron Jaws models. Like Iron Jaws were an absolute pain. You'll know, Have you worked on the Gorgrinters yet? I know that you had some no, Iron Jaws. No, I've got, I've got 12 of them sitting here. And that's when you talk my, about my different problems. textures... That's if you think about how small a carriage and overlords is versus how big a Gorgrunter model is. Yeah, they were a real slog to get through. Yeah, um, I've, I think that I've been quite spoiled. My last two armies being Death and Sylvaneth, it's really forgiving. Yeah, and you can paint a massive army really fast. I'm looking here at what I've got, and I've got 60 Arcanauts. I've got what well, I've got a frigate, I've got two start collecting boxes, I've got an extra couple of gun haulers. Um, plus other stuff so yeah it's yeah there's a lot of it there and then i got a few stormcast things to complement it mm-hmm. um, there's been some big changes the same build's not really there anymore the mechanics have changed especially with the aether chemist because you don't now add additional you don't attacks. add the attack yeah you're rerolling ones to hit which which yeah it uh it changes the whole the whole uh sort of idea of having a block of 40 arcanauts with a load of Sky or whatever they yeah. were that are going to do devastating damage um because you're maxed at the the number of attacks so i just like the way the fly high works yeah with, yeah um like garrisoning as well like when the book was announced and i was thinking about what they might change to models being able to go in the boats yeah. one of the biggest things was the the clown car in the sense that all of the bubbles like the bubble, I say the bubbles, the the guys with the engines on their backs, they they all went inside the boat. Yeah. Now, just from what I've seen, it looks as if if they jump when they're within six inches of the boat, they then mm-hmm. get deployed within six inches of the boat where it lands, which is really thematic to me. That is the the yeah. main thing that really got me uh, going. Okay, so uh, so yeah, so Ko, uh, yeah, the mechanics have changed. I mean, this is one um, that because i'm sat on the book i mean i i because I'm, I'm sat on the army i bought that and i bought the iron jaws i've got a stormcast army i've got a corn army all to build and paint loads more death loads more silverness um so i'm always looking for any of those things that come out to catch my attention um but i think one of the uh one of the one of the other uh interesting ones that seems to have got a lot of traction um is is the bone reapers isn't it don't talk to me about Bone Reapers. Oh, go on, go on, because you'll <laughs> you'll understand what what issues are. I mean, I was looking at the Tempest list, which we'll come on to briefly uh, shortly, um, and there seems to be a lot of crawlers in there. We're maybe leaping ahead here, but but <laughs> what? Why are people taking these crawlers? For those people that that are oblivious to the uh, the the situation, like myself, when I when I undoubtedly invariably come up against them at, uh, at uh, Tempest or Cancon. Well. It's an army that is relatively slow-ish. So on paper, yeah, they look slow. There's four-inch movement infantry. Um, 
they really struggle getting knocked down so you're going to get bogged into combat with them locked up and stuff what is great against stuff that's just smashing its face against a, an unkillable block of infantry as well some catapults to start shooting over the lines or into the lines uh, doing damage so they hit incredibly reliable like uh, they hit on twos wound on threes there's a way to give them extra attacks so they've got four attacks they've no rend but they start off flat five damage now a lot of people go oh, well yeah i've got a three up save on my, my hero my, my stormcast hero is not going to die because he's got a really good armor save if you if you're making your three up save against three or four wounds that do five damage each chances are you're failing one of them yeah. and uh, that hero's just dead straight straight out um not even taking into account the amount of damage it does to low save infantry as well it's a uh, special ammunition as well to just take off single models if you beat the bravery so the implication of that as well is that you can kill banners or musicians or break coherency in units that string out um, yeah you can use it to to kill uh low-ish wind heroes as well there's even been talk of taking three or four crawlers with endless spells and reducing the health on them <laughs> with your own endless spells so that you can kill big heroes or heroes that you wouldn't normally be able to because as the catapult degrades its special ammunition gets better uh, i don't know why but it does <laughs> uh, um, but the the biggest problem is that uh, one of the the legions in the book gives the entire army plus one armor save and is that the, the one? full game yeah i'm looking at the uh the lists uh petrifix elites the, the I only think one every single one take. every yeah. single one is petrifix isn't it so because why not um, yeah. not only does it give you plus one armor save in your whole army so your heroes are going to be like catacross is on a two plus armor save arcan who's historically had a four plus armor save gets a three plus great yeah. Uh, he knows all of the spells and the, the lore as well, so he's got access yeah. to that protection of Nagash spell so it can teleport anywhere on the table if he gets hit by anything. So he's very rarely going to die. Um, the Mortec Guard have rend one on their Nadrite blades, and then there's the Bludgeon Command ability in the book that allows them to command themselves to have plus one rend as well. So, so as somebody who likes to play competitively, why have you not gone that way then? Because I see that our co-host, 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 <laughs> co-host. Uh, Mr. Watt, uh, has gone that way. Uh, and he's even gone with the Mortark. He's the only one out of the uh, the five Petrifex lists that's taken the uh, Catacross, isn't he? But but yourself, why why did you uh, why did you shun it? Or have you not shunned it? Have you just not but dived in? I, I was actually really looking forward to the army coming out. Um, I really liked the models when they revealed the models. I was... I, I was one of the few that really liked the 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 Mortec heads and I liked the, oh, yeah. the, the, of the army. Yeah, I love the Ainsley Harriet models. Um, I, I liked a lot of the models in the army. I uh, really liked Catacross, but I believe it or not as competitive <laughs> as I like to be and as much as I enjoy winning games, I, I really enjoy playing Warhammer. 
And I don't mean to cause offence to anyone, and everybody's of different skill levels or looks for different things in the game. It's all banter, but it really comes down to the fact that I just don't think that you're playing a game of Warhammer with your opponent when you're playing with uh, Ossiarch, Bone Reapers, Petrifix Elite. Um, I spoke to uh, one of the other guys on Team Scotland quite a bit about them, who actually bought into the army. And while playing his uh, practice games, quickly discovered that he absolutely hated the army. He hated list writing because there was clear things that were just vastly more efficient than the rest of the book, being the Mortec Guard. Um, he noticed that every list was starting to look the same. You would see 60 Mortec Guard, uh, two crawlers. Some people would take the formation and uh, then just mixed in a couple of different heroes, like every every army looked and did the exact same thing um you literally just run it into the middle of the table or just run it onto the objectives the the models can sit there with impunity because they just largely won't die any that do die get resurrected through various uh, means and for a 130 point battle line unit they do an incredible amount of damage as well they can get exploding attacks i think they get it natively on sixes or something there's a spell that can make it explode on fives they can buff their to hit profile with certain spells or certain models and i think they end up hitting on like twos and wounding on threes bludgeon makes them rend two it's uh, just a, a silly 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 amount of damage and a and a unit that's so um, hard to kill mm-hmm. so i don't i don't think it's going to do anything but cause uh, negative play experiences across every event that they take part until, in. Until the elves come out, and then the elves <laughs> will do the hard counter to that, and they'll dwindle. Hopefully. I mean, <laughs> Hopefully. Not, not to jump ahead to Tempest itself, and we're going to have a quick look at the themes and things, but I was looking at there, and I was really interested, because obviously you compare with previous years, and one of the things that jumped out to me was there was there's no feck, um the number of slanesh has dropped right off um you know the the skaven have dropped right off and there's no fire slayers or there might be one fire slayer sorry um but but you you just see that shift don't you uh year on year what what's unplayable at one point either gets a hard faq or a hard counter in a a subsequent list and and you just see things shift so so what about um we'll we'll come on to other things so what about um any other news uh, aside from releases we know that there's been loads and there's more to come um is there any other any other news or what was the big impacts do you think from the the winter faq or the slaves to darkness faq well the slaves to darkness faq has come out and done uh, pretty much exactly as i expected when the nargle demon prince commandability first was shown i was one of the people that initially says well it's just one d3 mortal wounds for any six if you were to read it like a normal person like if you want to say the normal person test (laughs) yeah if you're the player of said demon prince and you've got one sitting there and you're thinking wow this makes me really good now with my crappy nurgle army that's been sat in a box for the last three years you're thinking oh geez look at this i can get i can get 43 mortal wound bounce back here um, but it's, that's been cleared uh, up hasn't it yeah it's been cleared up so only ha- you can only affect a unit with it once and yeah. it's 1d3 uh, per target that uh, targets you um for any six so it's only ever going to be 1d3 mortal wounds and he's going oh well that's 
it's crap, you're, you're never going to take it. Well, that's the same with 90% of the rules in the game. There's certain things that are better than others, and this one was just far too good. So it's actually a, a really positive change, I think, because the book itself actually seems like a not bad book. No. The problem that a lot of the community has right now is uh, not to bring it back to Bone Reapers or Agnost, we've not even touched on Zinch yet, but um, how do you deal with these powerhouse armies and when you can't deal with those powerhouse armies without a broken interaction and then that broken interaction is fixed before this stupid strong army uh, that you're trying to beat has been fixed. It feels bad, uh, but as you said, uh, these things all come around and... Um, we probably won't see the armies that are on top right now, the armies on top next year or maybe even midway through the year. But that's, uh, that's probably why people are, are upset because it was a really good way to, to deal with uh, Bone Reapers just by making them kill themselves. Uh, yeah. But there's definitely ways uh, to, to put a competitive Slice of Darkness. Like if you take Bone Reapers and Zinch out of the equation, there's ways to compete with every other book in the game with uh, Slaves to Darkness right now. So I don't think it's uh, necessarily a, a bad thing. They cleared up the Archeon command ability as well, which was just... Uh, nobody was really playing it to win events or hadn't been winning events with it, but it just seemed like it had far too much control over the game. The sense that you could ignore the result of that secret dice roll that you do yeah. to see who has priority or... Yeah. Um, I think people were talking about you could do it more than once as well or something. Uh, but clarifying it so that um, if you use that ability, you have to to take it. Good change as well. Yeah. Winter FAQ, I actually think it was a brilliant FAQ for balance. Um, they didn't errata Bone Reapers, although they'd only been out for about three or four weeks at that time but the writing was on the wall then as soon as we saw the war scrolls and the, the allegiance abilities we knew bone reapers were going to be as strong as they are but we're probably looking at six months before they get touched but other than that i think the the balance changes that they did were really positive and what i was really happy about was they they changed more than just uh some rat like more than just some of the wording of the rules changing some of the points and the one that really impressed me the most was changing the, the unit maximum sizes because we all get asked to do a bit of feedback for yeah. um, the General's Handbook. And one of the bits of feedback that I sent in um, as one of my ideas was to limit Storm Fiends to six. Yeah. Because I just felt that you would get... So there's a lot more risk involved in putting the, the double buffs that do the D3 mortal wounds onto a unit of six versus the unit of nine because you'd less ablative wounds to, to kill off in the unit mm-hmm. and you, you don't have as much uh, buffs on the, the one unit size and 260 points was already quite an expensive price tag for the unit and it would do some really weird things to lists if they put that point cost up to the point you'd probably just not see them at all. But uh, maximum unit size six is is really good, and mm-hmm. it looks as if I wasn't the only person with that um, idea because they they put that in the FAQ as well, yeah, uh, which uh, was uh, <laughs> justified to myself I, that I was at least thinking the right no, way. But I, I think that's good. Um, yeah. So very similar to myself, getting the the price of the Mortax reduced. You see, yeah. I've been banging on about that for <laughs> years, and and then getting the 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 sweet reduction. I mean now. I mean, we're paying 100 points less now for Neff than we did, what, yeah. 12 months ago? Which yeah, is, yeah. she went down to 400 from 440. 
and then you know seeing it now at three forties, it's pretty great. I, oh yeah. I think it's a shame for people like myself who play the legions um, that I'm having to pay attacks on things like harbingers and arcan, where I'm not getting those bonuses that you're getting from bone reapers. Yeah. Um, so so having arcan at three sixty, I mean yeah he gets he gets now the automatic three um, three for the heal. Um, he gets three spells instead of the two, and he can cast uh, shield and and uh, arcane, arcane bolt as many times as he wants, uh, even if the wizards have cast it or whatever. But even so, um, I, th- I think that you're paying a little bit for that Petrifex um, three plus save, to be honest, and some of those other things that can be done through through Reapers. But ach, I'll live with it. I don't really mind. We'll see what happens with the next Legions book because I think that there'll be one in the next twelve months. Oh yeah, I think it's one of the older one. books now. Yeah, maybe the tail end of the year, but yeah, yeah. I definitely think that the, they'll be seeing some attention them and uh, probably Nargo. Yeah, um, and we'll, we'll were... be getting a, Yeah, we'll be getting a new Manfred model because everybody's <laughs> favourite Martak needs it. He needs to be back on top. I like his model. Those those I do. models are I think really they're good. amazing. Yeah. They are, but they are starting to get a bit older now. I mean, the five-year-old, aren't they? So, um, I mean, they're good, but they can't be in the shadow of Catacross. Something's going to happen <laughs> in the lore and the stories where, you know, they're gonna they're gonna come into their own anyway. So, new vampire models would be better than a new Manfred model, like some new Blood Knights, yeah, um, some new Black Knights. Those cavalry models for the OBR are absolutely gorgeous. But yeah. no, I think uh, I think there's really good times ahead. My main hope is that this year slows down a bit from last yeah. year. I'd yeah. like to see a good consistent release schedule. Yeah, seventeen, but no, what was it twelve books in a year? Or but it got them all to. I mean, the thing is now that's one of the great things I've been looking at. I mean, you're not apart from one or two one or two armies. Now you've got a modern book. You've got modern mechanics that's comparable with others, yeah. and you know, this it is in a good place, and you could pretty much pick any of them armies and compete. Maybe you can't compete with the new filth, but that's always going to be the case till it gets a, a yeah. bit of a, a knock on the head. Um, everywhere else, you can, you know, you can you can get a good. I think you can get three wins on a five-game tournament with pretty much any army now. Hundred um, percent, yeah. And and I think that providing you know it and you practice with it and you you stick with it. Um, you, you'll easily get your uh, your wins up, and you'll enjoy doing it because it's what you want to play rather than what you have to play. Well, so. other than Seraphon, which is the only book that hasn't had its rebranding in the yeah. sense that it's not had the new darker Age of Sigmar um, branding on the book, the oldest books that are currently out for this version of the game are Legions of Nagash and Nurgle. Yeah. And, and Nurgle, both yep. of those books, there's still a competitive army. Like you can see Darren Watson, you talked about the last ages ago, but with the unmodified sexes on Blight Kings, the uh, Blight Cyst oh, yeah. Yeah. Is, um, is a really competitive build for that army, at least 3 2 mm-hmm. in a singles event, as you were saying. And yeah. Tony Moore's think... rocking Legions of Nagash with Nagash yeah. and uh, some ethereal stuff. It's still a, still a strong army. I... I think that there's there's good lists in there, and I'm I'm sticking with it um, for at least the first half of this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I think jumping on point helps as soon as they come out. Oh yeah, I he goes straight into them. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> unless, uh, 
unless I get uh, sucked in by carriage and overlords because I'm uh, planning on borrowing um, Andy Curry's for a couple of practice games in oh, yeah. February. Yeah. Unless I get, unless I fall absolutely in love with that, um, I'll probably be buying it all as soon as it comes out. Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to it since day one. So I'm not a massive elf fan, to be honest. I did have a, a wood elf oh, army in the boxes, um, but I I was always waiting until I finished my orcs and goblins army. And you never finish an orcs and goblins army. That's the that's the trap <laughs> because it doesn't matter how big the green horde gets, it's never finished. It could always be so bigger. It always needs to be bigger. Yeah. So uh, so there we go. So okay. So so that's that's news really we won't we won't go too far into it um because we're gonna we're gonna fire through today we're not gonna drag on with three hour episodes like we have yeah, been doing that should be our new year's resolution for the podcast concise episodes yeah <laughs> i think i think uh more frequent uh shorter episodes is 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 what people like well some yeah. people like to sit in their tractors listening to us for three and a half hours don't they grant but <laughs> aside from you i don't know um so okay so Maybe before we look at a couple of the lists from Tempest, um, what was your first thought when you had a scan over them about the themes and the new meta? I I had a look over it and and I thought, holy moly, people have turned up the filth again. I mean, year on year, I'm saying this, but there aren't really many weak lists at all there. I mean, we we're seeing return players who know what they're doing. There are some new folk, which is great, but bloody hell there's some there's some hard hard lists there isn't there have to um i think just everybody has more access to what is good another um i was talking to i can't remember who i was talking to about this but the new books almost seem to encourage um more competitive armies just by accident in the sense that there's a lot of uh a lot, a lot of synergy uh, that's made very evident in these new clans. So you get a clan that forces you into an artifact and forces you into a command trait, and you get bonuses for for picking them. So it takes a lot of the the mistake making that can happen when you're trying to to build an army because you go, well, I get this bonus. So what does well with this bonus? Or well, you just take more of that stuff and then I don't need to worry about command trait and an artifact because it's picked for me and I've got this extra command ability I can use, which is really good. Um, I think that's more evident in the the newer books versus the older books. It's a lot harder to make uh, mistakes when list building, but it's also the start of the new season. Tempest last year was a very competitive field for people taken um a bit of filth yeah it's right after and, masters and we're at 46 players which is mm. is great that's i amazing. mean it's i mean that's capacity pretty much um and if we get all 46 there on the day that'll be that'll be a great event to kick off the season um yeah i'm i'm a little concerned um <laughs> with what i've taken i i'll go into what i've taken in a little while but um I, I made the the massive mistake of, of putting my my list choice to uh, a, a vote which um, which inevitably gives you the the fun yet shit list um, <laughs> well <laughs> um, especially when compared to a lot of other things I mean I'm happy with it because because I, I know it 
but uh yeah looking at some of these okay well what i'm going to do is i'm going to put us on the spot i did say we were going to look at one or two of them but why don't we just pick one each from each grand alliance sure. um we could spend absolutely hours going through these and i know a few people have messaged and asked if we're going to do a list rundown but um without us spending three hours on that and going through it i think it's going to be a challenge um and and just before we start i also wanted to say about the masters we've had the masters um the, the northern masters it was a great event um it's a few weeks ago now and we had been planning to to do a review on that um and our co-hosts are gonna um be doing something with the the new master um where they're gonna go through that and um and uh and so so fear not people um it was a great event so well done to scott um i i had fun i took something i'd never taken before i took legion of blood um i enjoyed it uh i learned that um two ethereal dragons re-rolling saves on one and re-rolling ones on another is a good counter to a fire slayers list um and those two dragons can 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 do quite a lot so apologies to matt because uh i think he i think he, he dealt with that well um but no i'd love to go through that as well but again it's uh it's just time and it's that christmas period so so we can't do everything we want but um we're gonna look at this and we'll do a review of of tempest afterwards so chaos then chaos um i'm gonna go first because uh well because then i get to pick (laughs) (laughs) so you don't pick the one so i'm not picking anything in wild here because uh chaos isn't my allegiance it's the only army i've never built and played an army from uh the only alliance sorry so so chaos isn't my thing i've got a few models painted but I, i'm not in and out with with it all so so i'm gonna pick uh young will pollock who's who's getting older by the day um clearly um and those days of him taking a, a very mismatched corn list uh based on the contents of a starter box plus one or two other things are, are gone really and you've seen him evolving into a, a more and more uh a uh, more and more um, competitive player over time and it's it's good to see so he's with the skaven tide um there isn't a massive amount of skaven um there are a few uh this is an interesting one for me um he's got a gray skier a gray skier holy moly this this brew dog punk ipa um <laughs> is really hitting the spot um, so yeah he's got a gray a gray seer uh, with skaven brew and death frenzy he's got a claw lord um he's got warps here uh the vermin lord warps here he's got the warlord engineer times two um then he's got 20 and 20 clan rats he's got 40 storm vermin which is really nice to see um and three rattling guns and then two war lightning cannons so he's not got the the big storm fiendy things he's not got tranquil um but i i like it uh it's quite themed um there's no formations there battalions or whatever so um he's got zero command points which is a worry uh if you go first because he's what one two three four five six he's seven, not going first eight, no he's got many many drops um so so he's, he's open to the alpha um notoriously low um bravery and not having the uh not having a command point to to pass those storm vermin would be my uh That'd be what I'd be going in to try and kill a quarter of the army. Uh, oh, yeah, they're one. so dead. 
They're yeah. so dead. I think my my four harb my four harbingers and a mortark or two had had easily clear. So so Will, what I'm gonna say to you is you've got some good shooting there. Um, make sure if you've got somebody who's out dropping you and he's either fast or can ambush you, get some screens up. Those two twenty clan rats bubble things up. Make sure that you've uh you know the range of who you're fighting so your screens are far enough back. Um because I made the mistake once of screening with my skellies, uh, dragons came in, and dragons have a three-inch bite. So, so get your. Uh, it's the same with um, with certain weapons like on uh, Durthus and things. Just just get get the the stuff you want to keep alive, uh, more than three inches from the front of your screen. And to um, to tailor to his first round opponent, who's a one-drop zinch list alpha oh, strike. Who Can grudged you... who? Did he grudge JP? Yeah, and oh, uh, well, well, you should have, you should have bloody just grudged me. You might have had a chance. Um, He's ruthless. He's a bad put your, man. Put your clan rats on the line, and put your storm vermin at the very back of the table around that knot hole. Otherwise, the full unit is gone turn one. You'd be absolutely done. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's no. the only way he survives in turn one against JP. Well, JP is a nice man, really. Um, but you'd still do it. You go for the throat like any man. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think. Yeah, just just screen well, screen well, lad. And um, when you're old enough, I'll buy you a pint. <laughs> so there's my there's my chaos chaos list. Um, I'm not going all in for filth, but you'll probably pick some. I wanted to give him a bit of advice, but you might pick something that's clever. I note from the slaves to darkness lists. I don't know if it's worth. Um, a quick word on is that is that Bellicor's a very popular chap these days. Well, yeah, he always has been one of the best things in the book, um, or like one of the best things that they have access to in mixed chaos. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't really know enough about Slaves to Darkness to really pick one of those lists and talk no. it through. Um, I don't want to talk too much about the change host lists because they've just been done to death on the internet already. Everybody knows what they do. Yeah. Um, but John Bayliss's list is oh, um, yeah. really, 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 really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so rather than going for the teleporting flamers or teleporting horrors and you can't retreat from me, which is the too long didn't read for what Lee Martin and JP have done. Um, he's gone for the Guild of Summoners, which is the one that everybody was kind of laughing at when it first uh, came out, because you can summon a, cha- a Lord to Change after nine and... Um, Fate points, like nine spells, get okay. your Lord to change turn one, or the first yeah. time you summon it, and then it's 18 the second time, and then 27 the third time. So normally I think they're 30 to summon a Lord to change. Okay. With this one, you can flood the table and the Lord to change is quite quick. Oh. Um, so, cocks for days. Massive yeah. cocks on the table. <laughs> He's yes. that, um, Clock Norris. <laughs> <laughs> that I used to run. <laughs> uh, yeah, now he's got the Guild of Summoners uh, in Shimon. He's got Kairos Fateweaver, who's now a triple cast wizard, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Uh, Herald of Zinchon Burning Chariot, which I think has a typo at 140 points. That's uh, <laughs> far too cheap. That's going up. Uh, Herald of Zinch, 110. Gaunt Summoner, 240. And uh, Chaos Sorcerer Lord 110, and he's got Bellicor in there as well because he always has liked himself a bit of Bellicor. Mm-hmm. He's uh, played it uh, a few times. He likes to mess with his opponents and 
failed to finish his games. Uh, moving on, he's got uh, <laughs> 10 pink corners as inch, 10 pink corners as inch, 10 Karakakalites, which are now also wizards uh, when they're 10 models or more. He's then got the Balin Vortex, the Drake Darkfire Demon Rift, Geminids, Spell Portal, and Soul Snare Shackles. So the long and the short of this list is he has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, I believe, potential spells a turn, 16 when he's got a wizard on a Bailwind. Uh, so he's going to be able to get that Lord of Change summoning. Um, pretty, He'll get one in turn one. Another one, one in turn, turn one in turn, turn two or turn three. Um, yeah. You should get one. Depends on how quickly the Pink Horrors or Kyrakakalites die. Mm-hmm. Um, he's then got this Darkfire Demon Rift. Now, people in our scene aren't talking about it, but it's uh, kind of insane. So it's um, got a 12-inch move, and it does D3 Mortal Wounds to anything that it flies over. But you add one Mortal Wound to each uh, for each wizard, so friendly wizard or enemy wizard, and each end with spell, I think, with wholly within or within 12 inches of it. Um, and it does that much damage to everything that it passes over. Um, so he has the potential in his list alone to do, well, every list, every, every model is a wizard. Like the Karakakalites are a wizard, the Pink Horrors are a wizard, and then he's got uh, six heroes that are wizards, and he's going to be summoning wizards. Um, so that's plus nine mortal wounds from wizards, and then he's got the Jesus. six end, the six endless <laughs> spells. So, like, if they are all like, obviously, it's very rarely going to happen, but I would say that he's going to be able to orchestrate. I would I would suggest about plus five mortal wounds is going to be uh, not beyond the the realms of possibilities for that list. So D three plus five mortal wounds to anything that flies over the twelve inch move. There's stories coming from down south where it's just tabled armies by turn two because it moves between battle rounds as well, remember? So if you go second and you fly over everybody and then you do it again between turns, it's uh, it's nuts. You obviously run the risk of it getting thrown back into your army, but that's a really techie list and uh, there's a good player playing it as well, so I expect good things from that list over the weekend. Yeah. Okay, so there are plenty of others in there. I would have liked to mention a couple of the other lists, but um, yeah, we just we can't do that these uh, uh, this month. Um, in terms of death, um, I'll probably we'll maybe go over our our own lists after we've gone through the ones we've picked. So to be fair, I'm not about. I mean, we've got six death lists. We've got mine, which is Legion of Night. And we've got five Bone Reaper lists, and I'm not that uh, good with Bone Reapers to, well, to give you a you breakdown. Do your, do your own list. I'll pick a Bone Reaper oh, okay. one. And well, then... I'll do my own just now yeah. then, yeah, uh, rather than later. So, so basically, I've gone with Legion of Night. Uh, I've chosen Shimon because I always thought nobody picked Shimon, so I might get best in realm. But every clown and his dog seems to have picked Shimon, so that's backfired. Um, I, I put this to the vote. So um, I was thinking of going with um, the Court of New Lamia uh, just to expand on what I did at uh, the Masters. Um, but no, people wouldn't wouldn't accept such a thing. Um, and because I'm going straight from Tempest to Cancon um, and going to Australia, uh, I, I thought I'd take the same list. And, and Clint there from Heralds of War was quite keen um, as well when I when I 
asked what I should be taking that that the um the Martarks make an appearance, not just Neff. So I've gone with Knight because I like the plus one. I like the plus one to save in my own territory, which only applies to Death Rattle. So so there you go. I value that Bone Reapers. Um, and then uh, I've also liked the Ambush. So I've gone with Manfred as my general with pinions to give him the speed where I want him. I've gone with Neff for um, for Neffiness uh, because I like to see whether I can roll a six and, and kill a hero. Uh, she's got overwhelming dread, so she's my big debuff person, which makes her a target, hopefully, while other people do stuff. Uh, I've got Arcan because if you're taking two, you need to take the third, um, even though he's more expensive now and I'm not getting all his benefits. And he's got Fading Vigor, um, so he's going to be in a direct competition with Neff to see what gets uh, what gets the most points over the 11 games I'm going to be playing with this list over the two weekends. Um, so five at Tempest, six at Cancon, and it's going to be basically Curse of Years versus Neff's Dagger. And I'm going to I'm going to tally it up and I'm going to I'm going to proclaim the best Mortark or maybe second best if Manfred <laughs> does anything decent. Uh, and then beyond that, I've gone with a Cairnwraith with Morbeg's Claw for the plus two to cast because I normally wouldn't. But um, it was so, so useful when I took the triple Mortark last time. That plus two to cast's great. And then when you've got plus three on Arcan anyway, that gives him the plus five. And if you're on Arcane, it's plus six. So always useful. Um, and it really makes sure that Manfred gets his um, pinions off. Uh, so he's getting it off on a three, um, on a two, if you have him uh, near Arcane. So you can get him where you need to, uh, generally to support your ambushing units. Then I've got for my units, 40 skellies, um, which are my objective holder. I've got 10 skellies to uh, just be annoying because Legion and Knight skellies can be. I can't afford another 10 skellies, so I've had to go with five direwolves because of the price hikes. And then I've got four Morgast Harbingers with Halberds to come in and kill what I need them to come in. And because uh, that isn't a bat- battalion, I've took an extra command point. So really, I've talked through it. Um, everything's got a role. Um, there's multiple targets. They are, they fall down at a stiff breeze, those Mortarks. Um, not all of us can have a 3-plus save or 20 wounds or whatever. Um, but it's fun. Um, I know it. Um, so I can I can consume um, alcohol not in not in Australia because they don't they don't have alcohol in Cancon um, but I can at Tempest and then I can potentially be hung over at Cancon uh, and still be able to give my opponent a good game because I know how the the, the, the models work <laughs> uh, but that's that there's there's very little to it it's um it's just blink and i'll kill well it's who blinks first i put stuff in ambush or in the grave um you're going to outdrop me but what are you going to do are you going to give me uh first turn and let me ambush you or are you gonna give me the threat of a double turn and, and let me do what i want so it's there's not much to it it's very very weak compared to 99 90% of these lists but um at least i know how to play it so go on then hit us with a bone reaper I'll pick the only one that's any different uh, from the others, and it's only different because he took more crawlers. <laughs> Every other one's just more tech heroes and two crawlers. Um, and I didn't expect this out of this chap because I always thought he was nice. I didn't realise he was a. Uh, an I thought. C-word. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna go slaves to darkness with the Varangard well, Archeon, Archeon, Archeon you know? list. Now that he's got the new book, but no, no. no what's he taking? 
he's uh, he's a bad man. So it's Ian Hunter, and uh, he has taken Petrifex Elite, believe it or not. Um, he's got a uh, Liege Cavalos as his general. Um, and he's got the Godbane army uh, armor, and then the command trait he has to take for being Petrifex. I don't know exactly what it does, but it doesn't matter. Uh, he's got Soul Mason, uh, Bone Shaper, and Soul Reaper. So he's taken one of each of the heroes. Uh, 20 Mortec Guard, 20 Mortec Guard, 5 Cavalos Death Riders, and then 3 Mortec Crawlers. And then he's taken the, the Bone Tithe Shrieker, which uh, buffs the to hit rolls, I believe, of his uh, units that are in range. So yeah, uh, the 3 Crawlers, pretty much what I was saying at the start of the cast, um, times 3. So he's going to be sniping heroes left and right. Um, I reckon that by accident he's going to table a lot of his opponents without even realising what he's doing, because uh, I don't think he's uh, he's a a competitive uh, player. I think he, he's if he's not had a lot of practice games with it so far, he's definitely going to be surprised uh, knowing uh, and playing against Ian. Uh, once or twice myself, he's, he's not going to know what's happened because it's just going to take people off. Um, I think the the only thing that really counters his list maybe the other Bone Reapers armies where the the crawlers don't they don't get as much uh, there's diminishing returns if you will. Interesting thing with the um, Bone Reaper versus Bone Reaper matchups, which are going to be very prevalent round four and five of uh, Tempest is that the crawlers are used to kill the um, each of the units have like a leader that can do the command ability for the unit because all the units have their own command abilities if you kill the leader then they can't do that um, command ability so the the command ability lets them re-roll saves so you're going to get people sniping the leader of the unit and then charging into it and trying to kill it when it can't re-roll its armor saves um, okay. So it's going to be a case of who goes first and uh, who gets the charge off in that combat um, to to see who uh, who comes out on top because otherwise it's just uh, hitting each other with uh, Ren two attacks when you've got a three up rerollable save and then you just regrow whatever dies. Um, so yeah, those are going to be really really funny matchups. <laughs> yeah, well they'll have to face each other. It'll probably be a roll off with a lot of them, won't it, to see see who goes first but probably ah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes so that's death um it's good to see death numbers going up so we're up to seven um into destruction um i was surprised there was no iron jaws allegiance here um there was only one big war um there was a few couple of bone splitters and uh a gits and then there was what four six more tribes which yeah, is good more to tribes see. are popular yeah. it is good to see now i was going to pick adam adam turner here because uh adam's a, 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 a notorious for his um big smashy lists um you'd already touched on the six stonehorn list um that you were thinking of have you got are you going to speak about yourself or are you going to go with uh somebody else um well uh, just for speed and ease i'll probably yeah. cover my own list which yeah. is very similar to Adam's, even though he's got the extra two Stonehorns. I've played a few games with it, so I can touch on that a little bit when I'm going over my list, as well as the the other Maw Tribes ones, if you maybe want to, like, I suppose there's only the one 
Bigwa, and then the rest are bone splitters, and all the bone yeah. splitters are very different as well. And then there's the grots as well. There Christy is. Got his I mean, it, hoppers. It, it's worth, um, if only for um, giving him a little bit of uh, kudos, I suppose. I'll go with Andrew Stephen because yeah. uh, because what he's got there is he's got um, the gits from Garan. He's got the giant scave uh, scave quick cave squick with the loom boss uh, times two. Um, he's got three cave shamans, fungoid cave shamans. 12 squiggered, 5 hoppers, 5 hoppers, 10 boingrot bounders, 10 bounders, 10 bounders, 10 bounders, mangler squig, uh, mighty mushroom, prismatic palisade, and gnashing jaws. Gnashing jaws, man. You're, you're a loon. You're a loon, he's, I'm telling you. He's uh, crowned himself the grot king already. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think I think he is. Um, so so there's very little I'm going to say. He's, he's, not, he's not taking the, um, a battalion, so he's getting outdropped. Um, He's, he's not got any command points. Um, he's opening himself up, but he's always going to be the hero because he's gone with a squig army. And and it's the sort of army everybody talked about, but apart from Duffy, nobody took. So so fair play, a tip of the hat, sir. And um, we'll maybe play each other at some point during the weekend and, and see them kill a load of Mortarks. Um, <laughs> now, I'm not going to go into the tactics there. You've got a lot of spells. You've got a moon. And a load of bouncy things that are going to come and smash people. So, so, so good luck to you. Um, I think I'd, I'd have preferred a lot more bodies to hold things, um, but you'll have fun for sure. Um, it's very different to his uh, his his big cow lists, but yeah, um, balls out. You'll have fun with it. Yeah, bouncy all balls the, out. All the balls on the table. Yeah. So, so go on yourself then, sir. Yeah, so I've uh, taken the Earl Bad netlist uh, for Maw Tribes. Um, the lowest kind of writes itself. So the it's uh, Boulderhead Maw Tribes, which is the one that buffs the Beast Claw Raiders monsters. Um, so the Earl Bad is Haskard and Stonehorn, uh, four Mornfang, two Mornfang, and Stonehorn Beast Riders. And then I've got two Frostlords on Stonehorn as well, which um, includes the General and also where both of the artifacts have gone as well. So you've got the one you have to take in Boulderhead, which is plus one to hit on the hoofs and the horns and the uh, brand of the Svard. And then the other artifact, I've taken Thermal Rider Cloak. Um, there was a lot of debate in the, the Maw Tribes chat over Ethereal Amulet or Thermal Rider Cloak and Ultimately, I just uh, I just liked Thermal Rider. Um, you've already got the five up after save and the three up armor. The Ethereal's just uh, diminishing returns, I think, uh, when you've already got a relatively tanky model and you run the risk of getting pinned by units and spells and stuff that can clog up the table because none of the stuff flies. So Thermal Rider is pretty cool uh, for that as well. Um, the Boulderhead command ability is also one of my favourites. So a lot of people just talk about his ability to let you fight at full strength. So you, whenever you activate the unit, you can use it in any phase. And when you do anything in that phase, you look at you ignore the damage table. Basically, you just count as having full health. For me, the biggest thing is being able to take a degraded hero Stonehorn and uh, give it its full move characteristic again. Because uh, a lot of the games that I've won with the army um i've made a, a late game move within six inches of an objective counting as 10 models and just taking the objective from my opponent 
and then they've got to get 11 models or kill me to get it back. Um, being able to to flip the switch so that I can move that model 19 inches, regardless of how much damage it's taken, and get it on an objective and count as 10 is really strong. Yeah. Um, it hits hard, right? So the, the stone horns absolutely mint stuff when they get into combat, um, as long as you don't fluff all your rolls. But the real strength of the army is the Countenance 10 models. If it wasn't for the Countenance 10 models, the army would kill stuff but wouldn't win on objectives. And uh, of the games that have won with it, I've been playing against Deepkin or Fire Slayers, and they were both armies that would kill me just as fast as I would kill them, or they would kill me faster than I would kill them. And it's been a, a case of just uh, outscoring on the objectives that's uh, kept me in the game and the, the speed that the army has. Um, so to touch on Adam's list, um, he's got the two Frost Lords as well, but then instead of the, the old bad battalion, he's just taken four Stonehorn Beast Riders because they count as battling. Yeah. Uh, it's so much fun to play with the army, and it will win a lot of games on the merits of the list I'm taking as well. Um it doesn't hit as hard as the list I'm taking, even though it's got two more stone horns, though, because in my experience from the, the games I've played, those stone horns hit on fours. <laughs> and uh, it's not a case of 50% of the time it works every time. Like, uh, they're just not, um, they're, they're not going to get the damage through when you need it to happen. Um, and then often you'll get the damage through when you don't need it to happen. Uh, the list I've got, they also hit on fours, but I've got command points. The list that um, he's got doesn't have the formation for the extra command point and uh, doesn't have the extra artifact either to be able to take the flying stone horn. So I, I always found that when I was playing it, yeah, I could uh, I could hang in on the mission, but those uh, stone horns didn't often get the job done when I needed them to and uh, just didn't have the redundancy and the reliability that I've come to expect from armies that I play. So it's probably more of a problem uh, with me than it is a, a problem with the army list because it's no doubt strong. But um, yeah, no, it does have a, a serious uh, tendency to, to fluff when you put it into something just based on its uh, to hit profile, especially with all the negatives to hit at the moment. Like I just keep thinking if you throw it into a Bone Reaper's army, that's got the Bone Titan Nexus making you minus one to hit, and then there's the spell or cat across making you minus one to hit. So your your Stonehorn's hitting on sixes. Um, or Zinch, their locus of change is now minus one to hit anything you want to fight. When I played against the Fire Slayers, minus one to wound. So you're not hitting reliably, and then you're wounding unreliably. Um, just uh, you need the you need the command abilities. The army lacks rerolls. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's really, 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 really fun to play. Uh, the most fun I've had with an army since I played the Double Dragon yeah, Bloodlist yeah. Yeah. Uh, Howling 2018. Yeah, um, I've not had this much fun with an army, so it's good. Oh, that's good. So our final, our final alliance then is Order. Um, I, I had two here that I wanted to to mention, but I'll just give a a, a, a sagely nod to um to um our Howard Dwardin, Mr. Mighty Mike Callahan. Um, he's pretty much gone with very, very similar to the the list he kind of talked about when we were looking at the Cities of Sigmar book. Um, so he's gone with the Tempest Psy with a load of Dwardin, um, which is a really fun list. I think he's going to enjoy playing with that. 
Um, he's got a Hurricanum as well in there, so he's getting the the pluses to hit and things. He's got the Tempest Eye stuff, so he's got the Hawkeye trait. He's he's gonna he's gonna do all right with that. He's gonna he's got a real real gun line with a couple of units of uh, long beards to hold things, and then he's got the fun uh, gyrocopters and gyrobombers. He's got the Soul Scream Bridge to move his um, thirty Iron Drakes where he wants, and yeah, it's uh I think it's I think it's uh it's fun. Uh, the other one, and, and I'm not focusing on these at all. The other one that um, there's a lot in here that are good to. Are you going to mention the KO? Uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm, uh, sorry. Okay. No, I'm going to just give another one to, um, and I'm not going to focus on tactics, but it's just a, uh, just a, a well done to Rich Hudspeth. Um, oh yeah, the triple Dirthus. <laughs> yeah, he's got three Dirthus. Yeah. It's absolute lunacy. I mean, I, I know think it's really good. It's brilliant. No, it is. Yeah. It's good, but. I thought I was pushing pushing things once. I, I did a double Durthu. Um, and the unreliability, because you can only put Gaia Strike on one of them. So the unreliability um, really comes to bite you. And Durthu can be amazing. I think he's a bit better now that you get the extra two attack rather than D3. Um, and you can really start to, to add certain things on there. But that's a fun list. He's got a, a Lariel. He's got a, a Branch Wraith for... Uh, regrowth um, but he's probably in reality going to be summoning um, he's uh, going to be summoning summoning. woods well he's going to be he's summoning woods or summoning dryads because really you need to be he's only got one wraith so that's his only thing if he's only summoning woods if he's not summoning woods He's uh, not summoning dryads anywhere other than his. Yeah, uh, well, Alariel. I think Alariel and the Branch Wraith have both got regrowth for that bit of redundancy. So I'm imagining Alariel is going to be summoning woods. Yeah. Um, and the Branch Wraith will be putting uh, dryads into them. Uh, he's got three Durthus, which is just heroic. Oh, yeah, it's uh, awesome. And then he's got uh, the Outcast Battalion with three, the minimum three units of five spites. He's got that Trixie unit of five tree revenants to do the um the teleport wherever you want don't matter what you're doing i'm just going to teleport and take something if you leave a gap um and then he's got the spite swarm hive to make sure that those dirthus get in and harvest mm-hmm. boon as well so and it's only 77 wounds but alariel's gonna knock out some extra uh dryads or even another tree lord if he if he wants to just go yeah. really crazy and then he's gonna get um he's he's gonna get an extra 10 uh dryads per turn which which is great because they're the ones that you start uh, firing onto your objectives and keep them mm-hmm. keep units of 10 apart but still claiming an objective so that only one of the units of 10 can be killed at a time and yeah it's a good list i like it and and i'm sure rich will do well he's i think he's uh he's got plans to do well this year so good luck to him what have you gone with uh, well, I'd like to to mention the Deepkin lists, but they are both uh, very similar to the one I took to Masters. Um, so obviously I borrowed the army off of Paul to take to Masters, and uh, the list that he's taken is actually one that he'd uh, he'd suggested to me. He'd seen a version of the list that I took where somebody had taken two of the Tree Revenants, uh, two units of Tree Revenants instead of one. Um, but you'd need to drop a unit of Marsar to take another unit of the defensive eels, which I didn't really want to do uh, for Masters, but after playing Masters, I could see that having two units of Tree Revenants as allies would uh, would really, really help. 
And when I was at Masters, I was uh, talking to Martin Swaffield, who also had Deepkin there about the list as well. Um, at the end of the the end of the the event, and he's uh, went and taken a very similar list as well with the the two five tree revenants, but different loadout on the eels. He's uh, one less unit, but bumped the six up to a nine. But, uh, but, but essentially the exact same. Don't give him too much airtime. He's dropped he's dropped Gortrek and you know, <laughs> know. He, he's what a dick. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's not on really. After uh, after. Uh, the, the competition, the website that's been set up for the best go trek, and we're we're sponsoring the worst go trek. Well, uh, I'm gonna win that because I've already got the first 520 points of my point elves army sorted in the go trek. So well, you have to play in three three tournaments um, with go trek and score the fewest um, the the fewest uh, rankings points, and we're gonna buy the the person that achieves that. Um, a start collecting box so they can start a better army. So, so that is our uh, that is our sponsorship. Three events this year, never mind no, finish lowest in them. <laughs> oh. uh, but the one I really wanted to talk about just quickly was the Carnegie Overlords yeah. army. It's very similar to the the list that I was looking at. The only thing I'm going to touch on because I'm not I've not got the book in front of me to really confirm a lot of the rules and the uh, how the the army works, but um, the spell in the bottle artifact has been causing a lot of discussion online yep. and I know that it did cause a lot of excitement in the rules team as well when um, I think I believe it was Jervis came up with the the rule I, I saw Ben Johnson tweet that they were all pretty excited when they heard about that rule because mm. of the possibilities that it could cause no like doubt it. they expected that you would see things like warp light and vortex go out yep. uh, but it's still like that that's the what you're taking that artifact um, on your your hero um, in order to do that, and it's um, it can't be unbound, so you're going to get at least one effect of it, and uh, potentially um, two if you go second in the round. But it can still be dispelled. A lot of people aren't really talking about that. Like whatever you put on the table, it can still be dispelled. Yeah, which is why it just the, can't. It just can't be unbound. Can't be unbound as it's been casted. Yeah. Um, there's still no FAQ as well, so I think that there's. Um, I've not got the spell, the, the book in front of me, so I don't know if there's any, uh, if it specifies that you can use the artifact from a boat if you're garrisoned in it, because I know a lot of people are talking about you just use fly high to get close and then. Well, you um, just you just carry it. on talking about the wider yeah. list, and I'll grab the book because <laughs> it's in front of me. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, you use an artifact to put um, the spell down. Um, you've then got the gun haulers now, which just ignore wounds. Um, as they're they're suffered. Um, it used to be that those wounds would carry over onto the gun hauler, but I believe the wording now is that those wounds are just saved. They they disappear. They don't get allocated to one of the bigger boats or the little boat. Um, I don't know what the intrepid prospectors do, but he's got a gyrocopter, so I'm not sure if the gyrocopter is included in that or not. Don't know if you're able to check that as well, Stu. Yeah, I've got the thing um, here. So yeah. uh, I'll go with the the spell in a bottle first. Sure. So one endless spell, any endless spell can be chosen. All restrictions are ignored, but you must pay the points uh, required for the model. Once per battle, the bearer can automatically cast that endless spell. Do not roll 2d6 and it can't be unbound. So yeah, it doesn't say it can't be dispelled. It doesn't and specify exactly when it's used either. Like it does say it can be cast and normally you cast spells in the hero phase, but yeah. there definitely needs to be some clarity there. Yeah, uh, it just says once per battle it can automatically cast that yeah. endless spell. 
yeah, I, I think, think what even people if are doing said, right now is yeah. you teleport the chemist in a boat, you drop that spell, and then because Barrick Zifflin, the way it's worded is that um, you get uh, an extra normal move, so you can make a normal move in the hero phase, and fly high is instead of a normal move. So a lot of the discussion that I'm seeing online is uh, people saying, well, you're using the fly high ability instead of one of your normal moves, but because Zifflin lets you get a second one, you can still fly high and then move. <laughs> uh, so I think people are going nine inches away, dropping warp lightning vortex, falling back to the maximum range of their guns, and uh, then shooting into the, the warp lightning vortex that they've just dropped, which is it's really cool. But I think it definitely needs clarity on whether or not that's what they, they intended. So we'll need to wait a couple of weeks to see about that. But I, I don't, um, I recognize the name, Mark Storar. Has he come from the the guys at uh, Adam Turner's Neck of the Woods? Do you know? I don't know. Sorry. Not, and and I feel really sure bad if, if I know yeah. him. I know the name. I definitely recognise the name as well. Um, I'll catch up with him on the weekend anyway because I'm definitely interested to see how he gets on. And um, apart from 10 uh, Sky, the the normal guys, the Arcanaut company, and um, only one gun hauler and an extra hero, I think I had the Navigator on my list because it can half move characteristics of uh, models um, and a different formation it's actually really close to the list that I've seen talked about online that I was liking the look of so yeah that's a really cool list so the intrepid prospectors um, what's that all about I have no idea the one that I was looking at was the the high, the, the cat the, the command one it's, um, I, I don't see intrepid prospectors in the it's not in the book so is that out of the old book well they're still valid old book formations unless they've got um unless they're replaced in the new book or uh, the units I, that go in them um get different names um or an faq rules it out which i don't oh, think all right oh there must be so, so my old books downstairs sitting I've got on it top on my of the phone, bin so i'll check it's, that very quickly it's sitting on my bin ready to be binned but uh <laughs> if if the formations are still but the thing is the the profiles and the 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 costs at the back of the book it's not in there so not in there with, are we working with mm. the old the old um did they get a white dwarf carriage in those words do you know i don't know don't sorry this, this makes great radio as we read it we'll read it. I'll, make, I'll make some music <laughs> do, 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 do. yeah but no i i, I don't know where that's coming yeah the from. one i was looking at was the iron sky command um, yeah yeah, I'm looking at the It's S-Bot not Wick. in the old book either. Oh, I don't know what that is then. Oh, do you, I know what it is, I think. Is it the um, the oh, Allies does... thing? You know, the ah, thing that maybe. came in uh, Forbidden Power? Ah, maybe I don't know if is. I've got that book, but it, I, it was Cannons, I think, wasn't it? Or is it is a gyrocopter one of the options or something? Right, hang on. Is <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this 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 will be a second edit in one show if I don't watch myself. Um, I mean, just <laughs> is there anything in Allied points? Oh yeah, seventy points for allies. So it's definitely that's... an ally, the gyrocopter. Oh yeah, oh, it must be yeah. I'm um, having a look. I'm downloading Forbidden Power now. But, <laughs> oh, um, look at you go. I don't know my, why you would spend the next... seventy yeah seventy points for a gyrocopter. 
unless the gun haulers are in it as well. But yeah. I've uh, downloaded Forbidden Power now, so I'm having a look. I think it was it was Forbidden Power that they were in, wasn't it? Yeah, was I mean I've got handbook? that on, I've got that sat on my shelf as well, but oh, you're probably faster to do it your way. It was the handbook that was in, not Forbidden Power. God, this is General terrible handbook. reading. Yeah, that's where those mad things were. They weren't in match to play, but I'm sure Scott did all this. Scott did all this, didn't he? I bet. I bet Scott really looked at it. It's not a mercenary company either. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing in the points. There's nothing in. There's nothing in. I know, wait a minute. Yeah, that's no, not mercenary company. I was thinking of the Black Smoke Battery. Oh yeah. But no, it's not in it. Well, I don't, can't believe I never noticed that. It's because I've only just started thinking about Carriage and Overlords today. Yeah. Uh, not when I did the list review when I was uh, making sure that the lists were all correct. So no idea <laughs> what that intrepid prospectors is. But well, I'm sure we'll find out sorry. There you go, we've found out live. This is how this is how the, the lists are audited, folks. <laughs> now so anyway, that looks another good one and and yeah. um, I'm sure it'll all come to make sense soon enough. Now is there any uh any before you uh, head off and do your fazzly duties, have, have you got a, a a hot pick for the uh, at least for a podium or for a uh, for a winner? Who who you put in a your name and your your I don't know your your pennies behind? So I said earlier that I expect um, so my wants are no particular order. Um, JP, Lee, and Paul Deduca. Selfish reasons, but there are three members of Team Scotland, which uh, I suppose we can announce it here as well. Um, I've now replaced uh, Mike as captain because um, some real-life issues or um, other commitments that he's got. Um, so he's had to take a step back from Team Scotland, so I've now had to step up. Uh, which I didn't really want to do, but yeah, um, I'm now good to be captain in the team. So for selfish reasons, there are uh, three very different lists that we're uh, testing for Six Nations in the sense that we've got uh, a couple of different change hosts there, one with the conflagration and the other one's the no retreat shenanigans that JP's playing with. So when you get tagged by those horrors, you're not retreating. And then also the deepkin as well. I really want to see Paul do well this year. Yeah, um, and I think he will with a, a good strong army like uh, Deepkin. What I think is going to happen though is I, I think that Zinch is going to do really well. Um, I think that all of the Zinch armies out there, including James Chalmers, we didn't really touch on his, his no. lists. Maybe yeah. not as refined as uh, some of the other ones. To be honest, they're all not as refined as they could be because the books only just came out. It came out the day that list submission happened, so I'm pretty yeah. sure all of the lists can be a bit better if there's more time to prepare. But um, I think uh, the Zinch are going to do well, and I think that at least one OBR, uh, one Bone Reapers, is going to end up in that top three spot. Um, yeah. I don't particularly want it to happen because I want there to be a light shone on the weaknesses of the army. Um, I've uh, had a, a quick um, scan of the, the missions that I think we're going to be playing. I think it's going to be getting announced today, the missions, and there's potentially... A couple of ones there where Bone Reapers could come a cropper, but it really depends who they play in those missions. So, um, yeah, uh, I think it's going to be at least uh, one of the Bone Reapers players and a couple of the Zinch players in the top three. 
Yeah, there's some strong lists there, and I think that um, some of the the usual suspects, the likes of John Bayless, Lee Martin, oh yeah, Liam, um, are gonna are gonna perform well and do well. I'd like to see some of the the longer the longer standing people like Eric. Uh, Eric Buse has a has got his Slaves to Darkness book. Uh, he's not got an optimized list by any means, but he knows the units well. I'd like to see him do pretty well. Um, and there's a few other people that are just improvement rather than winning. I think that winning, um, there's some really, really powerful lists there, and draws are going to be important. Scrim for schedule is going to be important as well. Have you got a grudge? No. One? No, no. We can talk about my grudge. I've got uh, Ian Spink. You have, yeah. <laughs> I've called out the Monster Hunter himself. And, uh, oh, and what are you presenting him with in terms of monsters? Uh, four Stonehorns, which I'm sure he's killed. Uh, plenty of times but he's not um he's not killed by gorta uh chubby which is my general <laughs> um so he's gonna be able to add him to his list no doubt uh just because the guy's an absolute legend but i'm 100 yeah. percent gonna lose my first game <laughs> his army is designed to kill monsters but yeah i, needed, I know i needed the martins i needed the ian spink uh experience so he was a he is a total gent uh, i played yeah. him at the masters and um yeah he uh he is a really nice guy, and yeah, you don't want to be playing him with um with monsters. Um, <laughs> I had the double dragon Neff and Manfred list, and oh, did he make a mess of that list? Oh yeah, I think uh, it's pretty much the same list he took to Masters. Have, I mean, uh, I mean, from thank, thankfully, I had uh, the secret objective to uh, uh to run off the board edge, and uh, the gent that he was, he even gave me the nod. And said, um, you know, you could run Neferata off the board edge, and um, you'd prevent me from from killing her, and you'd get your point. And I was like, you know, that's a really good idea. <laughs> so no, it is a good man. And um, um, I think I'm going to present him with sacrifice, and we'll see whether or not he uh, he takes it. That's the one where the monster with the the most points in your army gets killed. Oh no, I can't. It's by a hero or a monster, and it's going to be all these little guys that kill me. Damn it, I can't do so, that one. That would have been good. So I this shows that, and I, I apologise to Scott now that I haven't even read the pack. So we don't have missions yet. Um, we've not got realms. Um, now, so the secret objectives are in play, are they? We and have is it, got oh, realms. Oh, we have got realms. Oh, so you've got realms. The only thing that's not being used in the realms is the uh, traits. So the pack for Tempest was written quite a while ago because done thing there is to start selling tickets about eight months before your event yeah. so uh scott's pack That's what i've always done had uh, had realms in it and uh they're gonna stay in it so the realms we're playing in are realm of light death shadow life and yeah. um, metal and oh. you get to use the command abilities and all the spells oh right do we oh, yes crap. you do yeah oh i hate that i hate it that's so annoying <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now i sound like the... a whiny bitch you're also getting the hidden agendas as well. That's what I meant. So yeah. um, it's going to be the exact same way as uh, Masters. So you okay. present three to your opponent, they get to bin one. So yeah. um, you might even get some helpful swag at the event to to help manage your hidden agendas. Right. So we'll see. There you go. Tip, tip. No, that that's good to know. Um, it's good that I'm forewarned. Forewarned is forearmed. I should read the CanCon. <laughs> The Cancom pack as well. Probably should, yeah. Well, they had the, they even had the missions in, and I didn't even read the missions before I submitted my list. So that's how, 
that's how much I I care about winning. Well, the missions yeah. for this event will be getting announced tonight, I believe, from okay. Scott. So and what about the draw? The draw may I think that's not tonight. It might be tonight. He made a comment today that it's hard for him to do it from his work computer, so um, we might. We <laughs> so might he see should that. be. Yeah. So he should be Smith. You're so not we might see it later tonight. Oh, that's grand. Well, well, that's good. Um, so, so that's that. And apologies, we couldn't look more in depth. I'll give everybody a shout. Um, I've got one or two more things to say, but but Nathan's uh, Nathan's doing the, the parenthood here, and he has to prioritize life <laughs> out of the the other ear. I've heard the the child screaming like mad, so I think he's yeah. now down for bed. But um, yeah, I've got essays to write, so I will yeah. bid you farewell. No, no bother. I've just got a little, a little farewell, and I'll see you. Um, see you on Saturday. On Saturday, yeah, and and we'll hopefully get to play, and and you'll get to see if you can take off all three Mortarks. Well, we grudged last year, didn't we? We should have done well, that. You grudged me. You bloody grudged me. <laughs> knowing that you were gonna smash me up. Well, you no, no, that was gonna smash it. What was that? I took Deepkin. Okay, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, and I had Sylvan after the first game I ever played with a new army, and you just yeah. fucking humped me. <laughs> Oh, anyway. it's your turn to do that to me now. First game uh, with the new army. I think. Yeah. I think. Uh, did. I, well, when when I had what was it I was playing? Oh, it was Legion of Night, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think it was one of my first goals. Oh, you of Legion beat my with Legion of Night. It was. It was on yeah. my way to Bobo, I think. Yeah, it was. It was the night before Bobo. Yeah. So there you go. I have got one win. It doesn't count though because it was only a friendly. <laughs> All our games are friendly. <laughs> I'll see you later. All right. See you later. Right, bye bye. Okay. So this is proof proof if ever you needed it that i do know how to edit an episode um less of the abuse please people so i've been left by nathan and i thought i could just carry on rambling there but i can't i have to just stand sit here and and talk so so thanks to him and apologies again for for the delay and this that and the other i thought this would be a pretty good uh a good opportunity to to give a quick update for the uh, patreon supporters on our uh, free narrative event that takes place in February. Um, takes place on the sixteenth of February at Common Ground Games. So anybody who's a who's a, a Patreon supporter can come along for free. Um, they can they can play for a day. Um, it's more narrative focused. Um, I'm going to be sending out a, um, an email uh, through the Patreon site for people so that they can um, submit the lists in advance, like well in advance. Um, it won't be the same sort of list, so the instructions will be in there and a bit of background and whatnot um, to give people an idea on the theme and what we're actually doing. Um, we're going to have a table, which is going to be one big table, and it's going to run the entire length of one of the rows. So that's four normal tables. So it'll be a it'll be a twenty four foot by four foot table. Um, and that's going to be completely kitted out with dark, fantastic mills scenery. It's going to be an underground sort of uh, setup where we're going to have some of their great dwarven ruins. We're going to have some of the fungus stuff uh, from the uh, the the gloom spike type stuff. Um, there's going to be some realm gates going off to side tables um, where there is going to be uh, other 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 scenery and different realms basically. 
Um, and there's going to be uh, each Grand Alliance competing to, to accomplish something. I'm not going to go into that just now. Um, but the people from the Grand Alliance uh, can earn narrative points to be spent throughout the, the day um, by doing certain things. They'll have little, they'll be drawing um, objectives which will be uh, story driven so that so that they can maybe try and claim some glory from themselves, do a bit of backstabbing maybe, um, forging alliances, um, I don't know, taking skulls, uh, assassinating certain people. Um, don't worry if you're uh, if your forces are depleted throughout the day. Um, things can be respawned. It's just going to be two sessions, a morning and an afternoon session, um, with two different narrative sort of uh, slants. Um, and it should work okay. It'll be very different to normal. Uh, relaxed atmosphere um, and, you know, a bit of fun. Um, so, so that's free, as I say. Uh, the day before... Um, our Scottish inaugural hobby hero, still the only hobby hero for Scotland, uh, John Harper's running the Hammer of the North. Um, that's a, a standard 2,000 points uh, three-game competitive event the day before. Um, I believe it's £17, um, I believe. Um, and he is also giving... Uh, supporters of the podcast uh patreon supporters a five pound discount so thank you very much mr harper you are a, a scholar and a gent um so if people check out the patreon page um there's a post on there that only patreons can see and that gives a code you give that to, to john when you buy your ticket and he'll give you a discount so so thanks to him so what you're in effect getting if i remember right is and I may have this wrong and never do. Uh, well, uh, the the actual costs are there on the Patreon page, so just check it out. But if you do, I, I believe it's twelve pound, and you're getting two full days gaming, and you're getting food for that. So, what what can go wrong? Um, so anyway, uh, check that out and check out John. Um, uh, John's event. It's always always a good day. Um, and Common Ground Great Games is a great venue, and thanks to Gary from Dark Fantastic Mills for. Um, for helping out with that so we'll have mats down we'll have um, a load of great painted scenery um, and it'll be more story driven and um, whilst we did want people to and um, the idea was that people had used the slow grow armies um, that petered out um, so so people can just take what they want to play but this will be a real opportunity to take something thematic rather than something tuned and powerful in fact there may be penalties for overpowered lists so so take this opportunity to, to play nice um aside from that as a bit of an update for the patreon side of things um uh, we're in a good place at the minute we've we've got established we've got some good you uh, good followers now we've got um tens of thousands of downloads and whatnot and um, we've got the kit we need um we've paid for the uh the hosting up until september i believe um, we've managed to support prizes at lots of events. We did some prize draws early on, but that was frowned upon by Patreon, and we got told to stop it because we weren't allowed to take money and then do prize draws because that's gambling. Um, so sorry to people for that. Um, but what we're, we're looking to do in the future, um, this month and next month, we'll carry on as normal. Um, thanks again for your support. That'll allow us to do the free event for people. Um, and it'll also allow us to, um, we're getting some special trophies that we're going to be giving to um, uh, to Northern tournament organisers for the best sports votes. And we're going to 
Uh, we're going to continue for the for this season to do that. Um, and then we'll probably, I think that the plan will be that we'll wrap up the Patreon side of things. Um, to be honest, we don't, um, once those trophies are, are, are kicked out and whatnot, um, the funds um, aren't a requirement up until September. So um, whilst we're really grateful, um, and I in particular are really grateful for all the support and whatnot, um, I believe that uh, it's a good time now we're established to um, to, to pull um, the proverbial plug on that one. And what we'll probably do is we'll continue to do the podcast, of course, and there still is the aspiration to move into filmed battle reports. Um, but we've seen a tapering off of, of support, and that, that's that's only fair over... Um, we've been doing this now for a good 18 months almost, um, and some people have been with us from the beginning, and it really is appreciated. But people have real life and whatnot so so what we'll possibly do is look in um, August or the end of summer and maybe do something that's uh, I don't know some other crowdfunding type platform just to pay for the the next year's hosting uh, and maybe if we get enough support also to to kick into the um, the the video reports um, but at the moment doing things the way we're doing isn't really the way it's going and, and to be honest uh, Without you having something that the money's going directly into, it feels a bit, it feels a bit, uh, a bit rough to take that from folks. So, um, so thank you very much for all the support. And if people want to carry on, check out the thing that we'll do in the summer. Um, there'll be different types of options there for people who want to, um, just give a little. People who want to do more, be partners. If tos want to be affiliated, maybe. Um, I don't know if people want to even guest host, I don't know, we'll, we'll think about different things, people can make suggestions, um, if um, different businesses want a sponsor, and then what we'll do is, um, we'll have stretch goals, and we'll be able to actually just buy kit with it, and if we don't hit our targets, then we won't, and we'll just uh, uh, we'll just continue doing what we're doing, and as we say, we want to do shorter episodes, um, but maybe more frequent, and we'd like to do focused on, on certain topic areas and whatnot and we do have the technology now to do live ones where we can have people dialing in um so it'd be good to get some supporters involved and uh and, and get some of our listeners coming on and uh and, and giving well-structured uh <laughs> questions without abuse or swearing so anyway thanks again for that and thanks for listening and we will be back very soon if you've got any questions fire them over, you can get us, Twitter's probably the best place, um, and if not, um, we'll, we'll speak again soon, I'll see many of you at Tempest, um, I'll be taking the recorder, and Mr. McKechnie and myself are going to be travelling around the world to CanCon, via, um, via New York and San Francisco, then down to Sydney, so I'm leaving, I'm leaving, um, the North Isles, where I live on a pier, on an island and I've got sandbags at my doors at the moment because we've just been flooded and I am leaving this week and next stop is going to be a place that is rife with bushfire so the world is a, a strange place but the hobby takes us around it so thank you very much folks and I will see you all or hear from you all soon well, holy moly, I do not know what all that whirring was, and I'm not technically savvy enough to sort it out.
So sorry about that. Um, we'll try and get the audio a bit better next time. Um, there you go. Um, so that is that. I'm probably quieter now, but I'm shouting a bit. So I've had a couple more Brewdog Punk IPAs. So um, there's going to be a bit of a bit of a uh, a break. You're going to get a, another episode with um, with Scott and hopefully Liam and our new master. Um, in the next week or so, and then you'll get something from uh, CanCon, uh, something raw, and I'll hopefully get to speak to some of the guys over there who have been really nice and sort of like sorting our shit out for us. Um, but there you go, so we'll see who is the best of our Mortarks. Um, I'm probably going to put my money on Manfred, um, if he doesn't die really fast every time, which he possibly will, um, but... Arkan the Black, after a couple of pints, people know I have a soft spot for Arkan. Even though he's gone up in price, he's still a, a bit of a linchpin for the army. So there you go. So thanks again, folks, and um, here's something for Arkan.